Yumada Pedal, three lines from the bottom of Pegimon Bays, Mishin Ashoi Kelov Shaita. Our Mishnah stated that if someone is bitten by a Kelov Shaita, by a foolish dog, it seems like a rabious dog or something similar to that. The Tanakhama says you can't feed him from its liver, which seemed to be some sort of refuah, but Master Menchurish Matter, and Master Menchurish said it was Mutter, and Rashi and Mishnah said, the Alpha Pisha Nayan Rafa Refuah Zu, the Tanakhama holds that even though that doctors would use this type of refuah, even refuah Gamur, this is not really something that heals you completely, and therefore we don't allow you to go and be matter to eat a behemoth because of this refuah. However, a master ben is matter, Rashi says, he holds that it is an actual refuah. And Agamara starts and explains what are the simonim for a kalav shaita. Tanah we learned, five simonim in a kalav shaita. Its mouth is open, and he's drooling, and his ears are hanging down. Rashi says, they're very logical, and doubled over the mata, whose novim munachis like benyer echaisav, and its tail is hanging between its legs, or mahalach b'tzidur drachim, and it walks on the side of the road. Some say another simon is that it barks and you can't hear its voice. Zarkimar my have Where does this kalav shaita come from? Rava manashik kishvanis misachis by that they come from women who are kishif machis, and they do and they practice the magic on them, and therefore cause these dogs to become really crazy dogs. Ushmul ama ruach it comes from certain shadim that are sure on these dogs. My now, what's an Afghan between Rav and Shmuel? And the Gemara says, Ikibinao, there is an Afghan And we turn to our Pedalim Nalf, Lemiktale Bedoba Nizrek. Do you have to kill it with something that's thrown? Like Rashi says, according to the Mandalam, it says, Ruch Rashayur Love, which is a Koshmuel, La Yukaretz, don't go close to it, La Hogabi Dime, to kill it with your hands. El Zarek Bechet, you should throw an arrow at it, or a sakin or a knife, a hogan, you should kill it that way. However, according to Rav, there wouldn't be a problem because not based on a shade being on it, it just based on Kishav, therefore you could kill it even when you die. In Tanaka Shmuel, we learned to price exactly Shmuel, Kishav Hargonized, so when you kill it, in Hargonized, you can only kill it with something that's thrown from you and not be a dime. The Chayyipim is talking, the Brice continues and says that if this dog goes and rubs against someone, he was in the Sakana. The Nachasle, if the dog actually bites someone, then Mayas, then that person will die. So the Gemara explained, the Chayyipim is talking, we said if this dog rubs against someone, they'll be in Sakana. My Takante, what Takana for this person, they shouldn't be Sakana. Nishloch they should throw off his cloak. He should throw off his clothing and he should run away. And Bach puts in, not only should throw away his cloak, but he should also throw the coat in front of his dog. This actual animal rubbed against him in a shuk, he threw away his coat and he ran away. said about himself, that through the chachma a person has, it will give him life. And because he knew the remedy what to do if the dog, that's a cow shaita, rubs against you, that's why he was able to live. The we said that if it bites you, then you could potentially die. So, what should you do? You should bring the hide of a male polecat, and you should write on the hide, and not plan you by plan you. So, you write your name, Plany Ben Plaitis, and on a hide of a polecat, that's a zacha, I've written about you, which are words that they had a couple that just works for Amulon. Some say you write, that's what you write on the polecat skin. And then you take off all your clothing and you bury this all in a basic forest. And the Bach is in you better at crossroads. I trace the for twelve months. Then if then you take them out. Then and you burn them all in an oven. And then you spread out all of its ashes on the crossroads. in the entire twelve months, in the middle of this process, when you drink water, make sure you don't drink it directly from the kli, but you should use a straw made out of the 
Kedushas made out of copper. Dilma Chazim would buy the Shedah, Vilostakim, because maybe if you look into the cup of water, you see the reflection of the shade, and you'll be in a Sakana. Just like Abba Bamata, who is also the same person as Abba Bamanyumi, of the Le'ime Gupta Dehava, that when he was bitten by a Kalashaita, his mother made for him a straw made out of gold, and the Bach is in Vissi, and he was healed. The Mishnah now said, Rabbi Ben Chor said another din, Hachosh Begrain, if someone has some sort of a throat problem, a throat ache, Matil Lois Samatech Pib Shabbos, he could place this medicine into his mouth on Shabbos. And the Mishnah said, the reason why he could do this is because it's Sakanus to Fashas. So Agamar starts and says, Rabbi Yechon Chosh Besaftina, Rabbi Yechon had the sickness called Saftina. Rashi says, Choyli Ashinayim Rani Chayim, Mumaskul Pev, Goyim Bremayim, Mesukanu, that this is a Choyli that starts in your teeth and your gums, and it starts in your mouth, and then it ends up that it goes into your intestines, and it's something that's with Sakana, and it's Sakanus to so Abiyachan had the sickness, and he went to some sort of a woman that was a Goya Rash, she said she was not Jewish, and she was some sort of a doctor, and she knew a potion for this problem. So Abdullah Milsa, she did some sort of a potion, some sort of medication on him, Chamisha, on Thursday, and on Friday. So he said to her, What should I do on Shabbos? And the Rishonim explained his problem on Shabbos was not that he lived out of Tchum, because he lived within the Tchum, but the problem was that he had Tamidim, and he had to teach him on Shabbos. So Amrulay, she said to him, You won't need this medicine for the third day. So so he said to her, what if I do need it? She said to him, that if I tell it to you, you swear to me that you won't tell it to anyone else. So he did swear to I swear that I won't reveal it. And she revealed her secret to him and then the next day he went out and actually said it in the public. So the Gemara asked, he swore to her that he won't reveal it. What he meant was, not that I'm swearing by HaKadosh Baruch that I won't reveal it, but to HaKadosh Baruch I won't reveal it. But to the nation of Chayisol, I will reveal it. By doing this and faking her out by using a very specific type of language, then the is a Hashem. So the Gemara answers, as Rashi points out, he right away after he made the Shua, and he revealed, I really didn't swear to you because this is what I meant to say. What it was her potion of She mixed together a mixture of a liquid together with yeast as well as olive oil and salt. It wasn't actually liquid with the yeast, but it was the yeast itself. She took the fat of the wing of a goose and she used that as some sort of a potion and she rubbed it on his forehead and on his temples. I did all these things when I had this problem for Israel and it didn't become healed. Until this Arab came and told me bring olive pits that was not a third grown and go and burn it in a fire, on a new hoe, and don't take the paste and place it on your row of teeth and on your gums. did this and he was healed. What does it come from? When you go and eat bread that's very hot and you do this often, and also if you leave over this fish product, which is basically a fried fish, and you leave it out overnight, then you eat it, and that will cause this problem to your gums and to your intestines. And what is the that you can see that you have it. When you take any product and you place it on your teeth, blood will flow out of your teeth and between your teeth and from your gums. And we will read the next three lines, but Rashi is actually not going to the next three lines. When Rabbi got the sickness called Saftina, he did this healing potion on Shabbos Vist and he was healed. How do you do this? Since it starts in your mouth and it finishes in your intestines, therefore it's something that is and you're allowed to do that on Shabbos. Now the previous part, Rashi was not curious, and continues over here. 
these things that we just mentioned, they actually do not have any refuah potential, and therefore you now do them on Shabbos. But it's that only with some of these and not in all of them. And therefore the Gemara says, What do Rabbanon say when they're saying with these? So the Gemara says, It must be that's coming to Ramayat that they're not Ramayat, and they hold that that is considered refuah, and you're allowed to do use that refuah on Shabbos, and therefore Rabbanon saying, I go like the Chacham as well, because there's no machlik between Ramayat and Ramayat and Ramayat, as it pertains to healing the Saftina. And that Gemara says, Loy, that's not true. Maybe really Chacham was saying that all these three things that Ramayat and Ramayat said, we do argue with them, and even over here, you cannot be Mechal Shabbos, even for Saftina. And the only time Chacham is saying, which is mashba that there's somewhere else that Chacham agree with Ramayat and that something is an actual refuah, and therefore you're allowed to actually do that on Shabbos, is by a different case. And Lemurte, it's coming to exclude the case of Makiz and Damasukhani, that the Rabbana hold, like Ramas Mechorish, that Bergeir doing Hakazah Saddam, which is letting the blood for a different type of Machel called Surchani, you're allowed to do that. And the Gemara says, Hachinam Mistavi, the time we have a price, there were three things where Mishmo Brabesi said they heard from Mas Mechorish. Number one, Makiz and Damasukhani, that you're allowed to do Hakazah Saddam for this disease on Shabbos. That if someone was bitten by a Kel Shaita, you let it go feed him from his liver, from the liver of the Kel Shaita, which was some sort of refuah. As we explained. And once again in this price, it says, on this din and say, on these things, they're not considered things that are refuah, and therefore you now do them on Shabbos. And the Gemara again makes a deal. That when the Chum say that these things, it's mashed, but there is something where the Chum agree with Ramasu and Kharish, my love, when the Chum are saying that they're arguing on Ramas ben Kharish on two things, it must be on the last two things, and on the first thing that they're speaking about in Ramas ben Kharish, which is Makiz and Da'av, the Suduch and Shabbos, it must be over there. The Chum agree with Ramas ben Kharish that that is a refuah, and you're allowed to do it on Shabbos, or Lemute Duresha. But the Gemara says, Lloyd, that's not true. Atati Kamaisa Lemute Sefer could be the Chum actually arguing on Ramas ben Kharish on the first two in this Brisa, which is, of course, Makiz and Da'av, the Suduch and Shabbos, and on Mishin Ashkel Kel Shaita, Makiz and might agree with Ramas ben Chorish that he allowed to do that on Shabbos, and therefore it could be that that's Pshat and Rabbi Yechon. But Lamaisa, there's no clear riot from either of the two brights that we just brought down. 
if the Chacham agree with Ramas ben Charish ben Egea having refuah for Safdina on Shabbos and is Rabbi Yechon going even the Fida Chacham. So we turn to that Peidam and Beis and the Gemara says Tashma the Tani Rabbi Bashmol Rabbi Bashmol learned to the Brayso Ubra Sharicha Machim Laisa Asher Tashuv Nafsha. If you had a person that was pregnant and she smelled something and she had a Taiva, as we learned in the original Mishnah, you could go give her something to eat and drink on Yom Kippur and make sure she feels better. Umishen Asher Kel Shaita Machim Laisa Bechatzer Kavish Shaloi, which is of course the standard dinner we had before for Ramas. And it is a third din. If someone has saftino, then go and give him refua and give him some medication in order he feels better even on Shabbos and it's Shabbos. We agree with Ramas ben Kharish on this, but not on other things. So Gemara says, What are we talking about when the Chum say we agree with Ramas ben Kharish on one of these dinim? If it's going on a woman that's pregnant, that the din is that he's going to agree with Ramas ben Kharish, they allow to go and feed a mu baris pshita that's pashit ubra miyikl man amad deloi. There's no man amad that says they now go and give food to a, a woman that's pregnant that says that she's hungry and that she needs to eat. El alav it must be asam under last case shmarimino. Therefore, it's a good raya that a chum agreed, but a gate did of saftina they allow to go and be mechal shabbos and go and give medication. And now we have a good raya. Rabbi Yechon was going with the call even if the chum the chum agreed with Ramas ben Kharish ben gate saftina that you allow to use medicine on Shabbos to go and heal Saftina even on Shabbos. Now the Gemara didn't even entertain that by the case of Misha Nashka Kal Shaitam that maybe that's where the Chum say would be Maida because of course that was clear in our Mishnah that there was a Machlech between Rab Masim and Kharish and the Chum but again the case of Machil Oisim and Chatzakavishalai and Lafiz said and it comes out that the way to understand this Bryce is as follows. The Bryce starts and says everyone agrees that an Ubra Sharicha Machil Oisim and Chatzakavishalai that's the Dibra call and then we say a din that's only according to Rabbi and we say a second which is the word in the name of and the Chum say but by the case of that I argue with and the Gemara continues right because our says on the last case of Mishnah, the Rabbanon don't say we argue on him. Then Easter, the Pligar Rabbanon allow. And if it's true, the Rabbanon argue on Ramasim and Kharish, even on that case, Levitavlis Ninu, then we should say both cases together, Vlutlugar Rabbanon, Besefer. And the Rabbanon should argue on both cases of Ramasim and Kharish, only at the end, which would show that Chalik on him in both cases. By the fact that they don't say that and they only argue on the first case, it's Muchach that they're only arguing on the case of Mishnah Shrekelev. But in the second case, where we say, Va'id Amr Ramasim and Kharish, Hachesh Begrain, Matin Lissam, Batepibishabis, over there, the Rabbanon are not arguing. And the Gemara continues, who we said in our Mishnah, that if someone has Saftina, if someone's Chayshu Bepiv, they'll let her use medication on Shabbos. And the reason is, because it's Saftik Bekuch Nefashis. Zakti Mar, Lamele Sulemema, why do we also say in the Mishnah, Vichal Saftik Nefashis, Dechaz Shabbos? Lachayr, it seems extra, because we just said that the reason why it's Mutter to do something on Shabbos is because it's Saftik Nefashis. So the Gemara answers, Am Rabbi Hudam Rav, or some say Am Rabbi Hudam Shmuel, that it's coming to teach us that all Saftik Nefashis is Dechaz Shabbos, meaning to say, that not only if it's a suffix for this Shabbos that the person may die today, and even if it's going to cause a suffix on a second Shabbos, you still could be Daicha Shabbos. What are you referring to? 
They said that in order to go and cure this problem and this sickness, you have to take medication for eight days. And the first day of taking the medication would be the Shabbos, and therefore you have to take the medication today, which is Shabbos, and again the next Shabbos, and therefore you'll be doicha two Shabbosim. So my time, you might think, so the person's not going to die today anyway, so wait to start your medication on Sunday, and then all you'll be doicha is only one Shabbos to next Shabbos. And then you won't have to be mechal two Shabbosim on it. And that you still can be doicha two Shabbosim, and you start the medication right away on the Shabbos. If you have to rub it onto the chayla, and then we're going to skip the next few words. And don't say, let us not rush to be mechal Shabbos because maybe you'll get better. And mechal you go and heat it up right away. Because when you have a suffix, a pekuch nefashah is deicha Shabbos. The loyz suffix Shabbosu, and not only if it's a suffix, a mamish may die today on this Shabbos. Alafilu suffix Shabbos acharis, even if it's only a suffix, because maybe you'll die at a later point. You still should be mechal Shabbos today. And the brayzik at the news be'in oisid dvarim alo loyal de nachav loyal tikutim. Make sure when you're going to be mechal Shabbos, don't use a guy or a kuti. Alalidei kadei yisrael, you use an adult of klai yisrael. And Tais points out alafilu hechad efshu benachri, even if it's possible to use a guy. Mitzvah be so it's actually a mitzvah to use a Jew. Shemis atzaladrachim because maybe the guy will be lazy. Vliyasid he won't do it. Vyavul de sakana it'll actually come to sakana. So we actually deicha shabbos and a Jew should be mechal shabbos. And the gemara continues ve'inayim yasid v'amalo loyal pinash v'loyal pinkutayim that you don't listen to a woman or to a guy that tells you to do these things even though they're experts. Our mitzdarful and dasacharis. However, they could be mitzdarful for other days. And I and Rashi how he explains this gemara, but the Bach and Ois Aleph in the long Bach doesn't like Rashi and. Therefore, he explains as follows: that let's say there's a woman or a guy that's a doctor, and they are professionals, and they say that a woman on Yom Kippur, for example, has to eat, or someone has to have Chil Shabbos done for them because there's a matzah of pekuch nefashos. We wouldn't listen to them. However, let's say there would be two doctors that are saying that a person doesn't have to eat on Yom Kippur, or that you can't be mechal Shabbos for this person on Yom Kippur, and there's only one day of saying that you have to be mechal Shabbos. Then, if there's a woman or a kuti or a guy that's on that side, and therefore now it's going to be two against two, then we would consider like Trey Kamea and therefore the person would have to eat on Yom Kippur and their opinion is mitzdarful dasacheres and therefore you could be mechal Shabbos for that person as well. The Gemara continues that we involve ourselves and we take care of pekuch nefesh on Shabbos vazars and someone that's careful about it and even more zars harizim meshubach of course that's even greater. Vein tzarech lito rishus bezin and you don't have to take rishus bezin you don't have to go in heskashayla as we explain we're trying to explain to people how important it is don't feel like you're doing any sort of avera over here. It's very important to go and be Mechal Shabbos if someone is in a matzah of Bukur Tufashas. And the Gemara is going to give four different examples. If you saw a young child that fell into a sea, perish Mitsuda, then you spread a net, and bring up the child and save the child. As we explained, and even though there's a side benefit that while you're going and putting your nets into the sea, you're going to go and capture fish, which of course you could use after Shabbos, you're still allowed to do that. Let's say you saw a child that fell into a bar. You're allowed to dig on the top of the bar and make a space in order to get into the bar and get down and bring up the child. Of course, if you're in that, you're Even though while you're doing that, you're digging, you're going to make some sort of step which is going to be useful for after Shabbos. The Gemara brings a third case. Let's say you saw that there was a door that was locked in front of a tinik and the tinik is inside and scared. You could break it down. You could take the child out. 
have to come and chavin limit b'shivi, even though you're thinking to yourself that I'm going to do it in a very nice way, in order that I'll be able to use this wood after Shabbos, or I'll be able to make this into firewood and use this as firewood after Shabbos. Now over here, someone will be showing, take out the word, the come chavin, that you actually have a kavana to do it, because they hold that you actually can't have kavana to do this in a proper way in order to have a benefit after Shabbos. Just that it happens to be made, well, that's not a problem. The Gemara continues with the fourth case. Mechavin umafsikin mepleid delika b'shabbos. You let it go and extinguish a fire, and you could put barrels of water in front of a fire in order that it doesn't go and continue further. And of course, this hetter is only not if the fire is destroying property, but if there's a potential that people could get killed over here. So, for example, if in the Chatz you have old people or sick people that can't be moved, then of course you could do it. But if you could move those people, then of course there would not be a hetter to go and extinguish a fire on Shabbos. Bazaris haraz mashum for interchlitu b'shus bezin va'afagav to come machem bechuchei. Even though over here, when you have the coals that are on the ground, you're flattening them down onto the ground, and then after Shabbos, you'll be able to cook on them, so therefore it'll be a benefit. So for four cases, we had four different cases, plus we had four different benefits. So we need all four cases. If we'd only talk about the sea, so over there for sure, you don't taste bezin, because by the time you're going to get back, the child will already have drowned. But by the second case of the pit, the kayosim, where the child is anyway sitting there, maybe after actually has bezin, therefore we have to say, even over there, don't ask bezin. Because the child is scared. Maybe in the third case, where the door was locked in front of the child and the child's on the other side of the door, maybe there's an eight. So go and sit on the side of the other side of the door and speak to the child and play with him some sort of a game. And this way, the child won't be scared. So maybe you have to ask Bezdin. The Gemara says, Therefore, we need that case as well. And we need the fourth case of the Chavid of normally. The Chiddush in this case is that even if there are no people in this Chatzah and the only potential for danger and is for the next Chatzah, you still could go and put out the fire and we will stop over here.